Hello, and welcome to the Road Not Taken podcast. I'm Paul Capuano, one of your co-hosts, along with Benjamin Rostano. Uh, and today we have a first-time appearance from special guest Caleb Davies. Uh, we'll be talking about the NBA, our season predictions and previews uh, for the playoffs, uh, the awards races, things like that. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs, what with the World Series ongoing as we speak, uh, and some other things. Probably most of it this time will be related to sports, but we'll also delve into politics as necessary. So, Ben, you are live. If you have anything uh, that you want to say, now's the time. Well, for any of you that aren't uh, people who like to watch sports, uh, this is probably not going to be a podcast you're going to be enjoying because... Like Paul wow. said. All right. Well, hold on. I, I, I just I want to disavow that completely. If you, do not leave. We need the views. All right. Now, all right. Keep saying what Paul, you're saying. Oh, it's too now. late. They've already clicked. <laughs> um. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was joking. Keep going. I don't. I, no, that's really all I had to say. I was just going to say like people aren't going to enjoy this as much if if they're not into sports. Although True. we may have some gems later on, which you will oh, want to. I forgot to mention. Yeah, we have our survivalist. Uh, if you had five items to pick from uh, on a list that I created of fifteen uh, survival items, you're stranded on a desert island for a year. Um, so if you're into that, we'll probably handle that towards the end of the podcast. And I'm not going to tell you exactly where it starts. So you're going to have to just kind of listen to all the sports talk first. Um, so uh, yeah. So and then obviously we've kept. Caleb waiting on the line for almost two full minutes here. Uh, so, Caleb, anything you want to say to the listeners uh, of the podcast? Thank you guys so much for having me. And I want to shout out to Ben Restano, his birthday today. Happy birthday, Ben. Thank you. Yes, very much. I forgot to mention. We'll actually uh, we'll put something up on our Instagram about uh, our co host's birthday. Although I do know he likes to keep a low profile on social media. Um, yeah, but yeah it is his birthday. I was wondering if I was going to see his first Instagram post today. I kind of thought that. I was a like, special occasion, you know? He's ghosting the world still. As I've mentioned previously to many of my friends, uh, my my phone, the camera on my phone is broken. I broke it at oh, work. Please, that's your excuse. That it, it's you a realize I I can take a photo, text it to you, and then you can upload it, right? Hang on just I one am, second. I'm, I might have to take back my happy birthday to Ben. Ben, do you have an iPhone or a Android? Android. Oh, goodness. I, I withdraw my happy birthday. All right. Caleb, I, I'm just going to have to tell you right now, I do have an Android phone, but, <laughs> oh. I have a, but, but we are recording this on a Mac computer, so I've redeemed myself in 50-50. Uh, so instead of going to heaven or hell, I'm stuck in purgatory until I get a third <laughs> Apple device uh, to tip the balance. Uh, but this is not a Catholic podcast. Um, I, was, I was about to say, why the heck did I join this thing? But since it's on a Mac, <laughs> since it's on a Mac, I can. Uh, happy. You're to like be- I, I'm here, but only uh, only by this the the skin of my neck or whatever. I don't even know what the phrase is. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's jump into our topics. Um, do you guys have a preference as to what we want to talk about first? I, I didn't really have a plan of attack here. Um, I think I think maybe first we should start off with Ben's blasphemy against the New York Yankees. No, oh, whoa, whoa, right. whoa. I was All not right. prepared. Yeah. Okay. To clarify, actually, okay, the three ahead. of us have been talking in the past, and what I mean by the past is our entire lives, uh, <laughs> uh, about – the Yankees and the Red Sox. As many of you know, I'm a Red Sox fan. And these two uh, comrades uh, that I have on the podcast are not Red Sox fans. They are, unfortunately, Yankees fans. And Good guys. Okay, well, let's not. Yeah, uh, no. I, Paul, Paul and Caleb have teamed up my, on me for years about this subject. Right. I have had no help because no one in my life has ever come is, to my rescue. Is dumb enough is dumb enough to argue for the Red Sox in a debate about the Red Sox and the Yankees because they know it's futile. Um, I, I will just jump in right here. Uh, I'll just give a quick preview. Basically, um, Ben said something extremely controversial and extremely wrong. He said that uh, <clears throat> the Yankees haven't been relevant since Jeter retired. Now, of course – Facts don't care about Ben's feelings, and facts and logic disprove uh, his take. But I, I will just say before, because we we are about to really jump in on Ben, 
uh, Caleb and I, I, I will just, I do want to say this, right? I, I make fun of Ben a lot, right? We, we did this actually at the retreat. I think I just made fun of him the whole time. Um, but I will say in all seriousness, I respect Ben a lot. He's very smart. Uh, I respect his takes a lot. And if he doesn't know about something, he goes and educates himself on it and comes back with an informed opinion. Um, so I will say, I, I really, I do respect Ben um, quite a bit. I've learned a lot from him. With that said, his sports takes are atrocious. Everything, everything, everything I have just said gets thrown out the window when it comes to sports. I literally, I literally pulled up a chart of the Yankees' win totals since Derek Jeter retired. None of those years have they had a losing record, and, and in two two out of the last five years, because Jeter retired five years ago in 2014, two out of the last five years they've made the ALCS, the Championship Series. And then one of the years they got knocked out, I think, by like the eventual Red Sox and the ALDS. Uh, they only missed the playoffs one of those years, and they've had, I think, over 90 wins in either three or four of those years. So as if facts could like objectively prove something like the Yankees haven't been relevant, like if there was a way to objectively prove that, uh, it, it has been proven. Um, but Ben, I, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and make this make your, your, your argument here. Well, you're right. They have obviously. I'm not going to argue with the facts because that would be absolutely ludicrous. But that I w- I think we had different definitions of relevance because Moving the yes. because yes. I, I I think I what I was talking about was relevance to the casual sports fan, and by the casual sports fan, I mean who who turns on the TV in October, but doesn't watch the, the, the season for the rest of the year, the casual sport, they don't, they're not watching in, in the spring and spring training down in Arizona and Florida. They're not watching that. They're not watching the 162 games. They're just waiting until the world series comes on so they can go to a sports bar and watch with their friends. And all they care about is who's in that seven games. And by that, the Yankees to me, have not been relevant. Wow. wow. Okay, Caleb, I'm going to let you say something because I, I thought for like the first half of Ben's little diatribe there that he was going to redeem himself. Um, and then all of a sudden he goes, but the only games I was talking about were the 7 in October. So apparently if you don't make the World Series, you're not relevant, which is just – No, no, no. That is one heck of – that is a heck of a take because I will tell you the casual fan – tunes in to watch Yankees games at any time of the year. There is a reason why Yankees games are on Sunday night baseball like every other week. It's because the Yankees draw fans, people wear Yankees fans, the Yankees hats when they're at 83 wins and they have no chance at maybe even sniffing the playoffs. And and the The Yankees are always relevant. The Yankees define relevant in baseball. The Yankees, the Yankees could have the worst record in the league, and they would still outdraw many other other teams. Like they're never going to lose to like the Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay. Like your your, de- your definition of relevant has to be so exclusive that it only includes the seven games of the World Series. Caleb, you were saying something. Yeah. So you're you're saying that basically speaks to loyalty with the Yankees fans, and it's easy to be loyal. If you're a Yankee fan, because the last time they had less than 80 wins, 80 wins, is 1995, right? So as far as wow. the last 20, 28 years, they've been relevant relevant in the wins column. Now, to address Ben, his heresy against the New York Yankees, <laughs> his absolute heresy. He, I, I recall him saying the last decade relevancy the last decade right but now it sounds like we're talking about since jeter retired which was 2014 correct no no well, i said both to, to clarify this con since people are kind of just now tuning into our conversation right. uh i had been saying that i had kind of been saying both i admit my stance had not been well thought out okay i admit <laughs> well this is the first time hearing this <laughs> I am trying so hard. Okay. So, yes, it may not have been completely thought out. But at the time, both of you were just kind of spewing this Yankees propaganda about, you know, just how they were going to win. This was when they were in the ALCS. And 
as I was saying, I was saying they hadn't won. If they don't win this year, then they haven't won in a. De- it'll be a whole decade since they haven't won a World Series. And I was saying that the Yankees are are were be- have beginning are beginning to kind of lose relevancy over this past decade since they haven't won. Now and then I clarified. I said, now that being said. The Yankees are always going to be relevant because they play in New York. They have, they are surrounded by media. Uh, they are surround. They're they're in one of the largest cities in the United States, so they're always going to be relevant in the sense that people are going to continue to show up. Um, they're they're like they they've historically won, so people are going to continue to show up because they're a, a historical franchise. People, if if. The Tampa Bay Rays go a year without uh, ten years without winning. People aren't gonna, you know. Let's say let's say the Tampa Bay Rays win five World Series in a row, and then they go ten years without winning another World Series. People aren't gonna start. Are are they aren't gonna keep showing up to the games because it's Tampa Bay? Well, no, Ben, Ben, so ben hold Tampa on. Bay. No, 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 no. Hold on. I sh- I just want to clarify. What you really are trying to say here is not they win five World Series and they go 10 without winning one. What you mean is they win five World Series and then over the next 10, they never have a losing record, are consistently on the threshold of making it to the World Series, and have made the playoffs 70% of the time. Okay, People will still come for that even in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay also, like you're saying it's just location. I think it's more success is why they're relevant and they will always be relevant. Look at the team's history. And I'm not usually one to bring up team history because a championship back in, I don't know, before we were even thought of, like 1923, right? Nobody's here supporting the Yankees because they won a championship in 1923. But the the Rays have been to one World Series, if, I, if I'm looking at this right. One World Series in their whole history, and they lost. That's <laughs> they didn't correct. even win, right? The Yankees have been to, they've won 27, and then I don't even know how many they've lost. But it's just a history of winning. <laughs> they've lost more than, than many teams have like ever made appearances. Exactly. Um, so, and also, I just, the timing of Ben's relevancy comments were just so funny because... Paul and I, as Yankee fans, are obviously rooting for them against the Astros and hoping and praying they get past them finally. And it's just funny coming from Ben Restaino, a Red, a Red Sox <laughs> fan. I know where you're going Red with this. A Red Sox yep. fan who you couldn't find him the whole year. Where was Ben the whole year? They won the, they, you would never have thought they won the World Series last year. If, if you met Ben and you found out he was a Red Sox fan, it'd be like, wait, what? What? They won last year. Why haven't you even spoken about it? You would think they didn't even exist, the Red Sox. And Boston is no small media media center either. So I think that's interesting. The whole location thing, they'll always be relevant. Nobody talked about the Red Sox this year. And they're in, they're in a big city, a lot of media coverage, and they won last year. So I wholeheartedly agree I with that. I find take. that take that, that highly ben, offensive. Ben. Hold on, Ben. I, I just want to say, I just want to say, because it's two on one, and we have other things to talk to. This actually might end up getting long enough that we chop it into two. Um, I will let Ben have the last word on this because I think that we've already proven our point, and there's nothing you can really say that'll redeem him uh, to our audience. So, Ben, with that in mind, go ahead and try to try to redeem yourself. Well, since we are uh, bringing ad hominem attacks uh, to uh, the debate. I w- All right, I already regret giving you the yes, word, but go ahead. Paul, you're going to, but th- remember, this is this. By the way, Paul, this isn't against you. This is this one's going to be been against Caleb. And here's oh, the thing. Okay. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're, we're, you don't. You're not going to divide us. Like no, this. here I, I'm supporting Caleb no matter what he's. Are says. you ready for this? Then you think I'm just going to fold that quickly? Yes, you will after right, you hear ahead. this because this will be very convincing uh, to the uh, podcast right. listeners. Now, what the podcast listeners don't know about Caleb. <laughs> he's already sounding like a like a like a a, a tabloid yes uh this is, what you don't know about caleb I'm, I'm, yeah, this but. is going to sound like newsweeker people right here so what they don't know about caleb is yes he's a yankees fan so you hear that and you get oh you go okay he's a yankees fan i can i can deal with that you know 
He he just likes the uh, the Yankees. He likes a uh, a good a good baseball. Oh, team. I know I know where you're going with yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be crushing. Yeah. So, but what they don't know is why is he a Yankees fan? Oh, because he lives in New York. Well, I can't really you know I I don't know maybe maybe that's the reason he likes the Yankees. But if you look at the other sports teams that he likes, is it because he's in New York or is it because they have a winning record? Look who he likes. He likes the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL. He likes who, who does he like in the NBA? I'm like I'm cheering I'm cheering up on my yeah. end. Who does he like in the NBA? Tell this me is, who he this likes is in the so NBA. well done. The Golden oh, State Warriors. I'm gonna need to respond after Ben. Uh, you, you can respond, but Ben finish. So yes. he likes three. Of the most winning franchises in the sports, the, these are three of the most successful franchises you'll see. Now, and what you have to say, well, you have to finish that off with Ben. And if he liked hockey, he'd be a Lightning fan. All right, go ahead. Okay, okay, <laughs> I can't go that far. I think he'd be, I think he'd be more like a, uh, I think he'd be a Blues fan because they just won. Yeah, who won last year? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my okay, point so- is, yeah, that that was just my whole point. So. Yeah, he lives. He he's from New York. We're all from New York, and and you would just assume that he would like the Yankees. And only one of us doesn't root for the Yankees. But keep yes, going, Ben. Yes, it's a good point. But you'd assume that he'd like the Yankees because he's from New York. But I can't really, I can't really confirm whether or not that's true because of the record that he has with other uh, sports franchises. He he loves the Cowboys and the Warriors and. These are two of the more successful franchises. Now, that being said, they haven't been historically successful, but recently, over the last, I mean, the the Cowboys, the have. Cowboys, the yeah, Cowboys have. Like the Cowboys are one of like the top five franchises in in. I, w- I was kind of more referring to the Warriors, but anyway. Oh, sure, Caleb, sure, sure. <laughs> you have the floor. You know. Like I said, that was an ad hominem attack. That's not really anything right. to my point. I just want to show – I just wanted to tell the listeners this because obviously anyone with any debating skills, any lawyers that are listening to the podcast clearly know that my argument just now has really no bearing on this entire discussion. Anyway. It it doesn't. I will say, Caleb, before I give you – before I give you the floor, yes. you, you take it back for me forcibly uh, like the <laughs> like the, the Bolshevik revolution. Anyway, um – I'm just going to let you guys talk. I have to go refill my coffee mug, so I won't be on air for about 30 seconds. So if you don't hear me, that's not because I've just decided that this podcast isn't worth my time <laughs> and left you guys to speak uh, to yourselves. Um, but go ahead, make your take, and I will be refilling my coffee mug. Great. So, Ben Restaino, it's just you and me now. <laughs> Facing right. off in the mat. So, so this is what I have to say to that. So would you agree that Baseball, unlike any other sport, especially the NFL, and even the NBA, especially, I think, is more of a team sport, Like, whereas you you support a team, whereas the NBA and NFL are much more player-oriented. That is a good point. Okay, so when I was first starting off watching sports, first of all, I always watched the Yankees from I, as long as I can remember, Derek Jeter was my my man crush. I love that guy. Uh, sad to see him go, Father Time. Um, but I actually didn't start watching the NBA until probably 2012, 2013. And I didn't really know who to like. The Knicks, I don't know, they were not appealing to me. Um, <laughs> Paul would be very upset if he heard me say this. Um, say it so, quick while he's not here. Right. So I had a lot of kids in, in high school. They were telling me, oh, who do you, you got to pick this team and this team and that team. So instead of watching teams and seeing who I drew to, who, you know, who drew me to them and I was like intrigued by, I started looking for players and I saw Rajan Rondo playing. And this is like, like I said, early 2000s where the Celtics were a pretty big team and I just loved his game, how he was undersized, his creativity passing, and his rebounding skills for a little guy, his court awareness. And I actually kind of like the fact that he wasn't a shooter Mm -hmm. because the rest of his game stuck out. You know what I mean? Like his defense, his his passing especially. I remember being fascinated with like the size of his hands. Like he has the same size hands as Shaq, I think they were saying. He was born with a sixth finger. Like, I just found all that interesting. 
Wait, hold on, hold on. I just jumped back in. Who is this? Rajon Rondo. Rondo. Yeah. So oh, okay, I'm, go ahead. I'm explaining to Ben like the reason I I anyway I'm leading up to why I like the Warriors, but you can see where it's going. I think Ben. So I was drawn to Rajon Rondo, and I was like, everyone's like, oh, what team do you like? And I'm like, oh, well, Rajon Rondo plays for the Celtics. I like the Celtics, you know. Mm-hmm. So then he. You know, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett eventually got traded. He was suffering through injuries, and then he was, like, struggling, going back and forth. But at the same time, I saw this guy named Stephen Curry drop 54 points in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. Just putting <laughs> I on remember an absolute show. I was watching that on TV. This is one of the first games, basketball games I watched. And I was watching this guy, also undersized, his dribbling ability, his quickness, his shooting. And I was just like, wow, how do you not like that guy? And then I heard that he's a professing Christian, blah, 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 all that stuff. So anyway, he, I just was drawn to him, and I became a Stephen Curry fan. And this is funny, though, because at the time, I was blasting LeBron lovers who went from Cleveland to Miami. Yeah. You know, they started rooting for Miami. And meanwhile, I didn't even have a team. I was just trying to find my favorite team based on a player. Right, so I liked... Stephen Curry, and he is my favorite player. So naturally, I watch the Warriors a lot because he's on there. And uh, just coincidence that I guess they – I mean, Clay Thompson, obviously, how do you not love him? But I would say I'm more of a, a basketball fan in general. Um, It's kind of nice. And, Paul, I said earlier, like when I was finding out who I liked as a, as a team, the Knicks were not appealing to me at all. <laughs> so – like all wow. New York. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if I understand this correctly, you not only said this while I wasn't on the podcast, you then went back. Okay, to, just to call me out right now. Okay, I yes, see how it is. I had to it. let you know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be slick. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So then, all right. real um, quick, one one would think that you're attempting to drive in the dagger back <laughs> into me again as I as I listen to this podcast to prepare it for uploading. But all right, that yeah, that's fair. You know what? If you want to hate on the Knicks, that's fine. I, <laughs> Knicks fans hate on the Knicks more than other fans, but go ahead. So then real quick, just the NFL wrap-up. Cowboys. It was actually between the Cowboys and Seahawks because, again, I didn't watch football probably until 2015, my senior year of high school. And, again, same concept. This is not as much like basketball where it's player-oriented. Football is a lot like baseball where it's team-oriented, right? And it's like, oh, I like this team, and you stick with them. Uh so my grandfather, you guys know my grandfather, he loved the Cowboys mm-hmm. and Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And my mom loves the Cowboys. So I started watching the Cowboys and boom, there you go. All right. That, that is that is a good take. You know what? I, I will say this. I, I, for a long time, thought that Caleb was a front runner. Um, but he stuck with his teams <laughs> for a few years. He stuck with his teams. So if he sticks with them, then we're good to go. Um, all right, so... With that lengthy prelude aside from all of us, um, but that's that's what happens when you put Yankees and Red Sox fans in a room. Um, I guess, what do you want to, I guess we should probably... That, that, that could be a good I, segue I, into the NBA because he was kind of talking about Curry. I was, I, that's where I was going with this. Uh, we have the NBA, the National Basketball Association. Uh, it has just started. Um Due to like scheduling conflicts, uh, Caleb is a very hard person to get onto a podcast. His schedule is very busy. He couldn't make time for us. He's you know he he was an A lister, and when you have the chance to get A listers, you wait for them. So unfortunately, we weren't able to have the segment before the start of the NBA season. Um, but we're only like four or five games in uh, into the schedule, so uh, we're going to do our, our predictions previews uh, the way that I was going to approach it was maybe we could all name a couple things that uh, like maybe teams, players, storylines that we're excited to follow uh, during the season. And then we'll do our predictions for uh, playoff teams and then how we think the playoffs will shake out, who's going to win the title, and then our awards um, predictions. As can well. I just add that maybe we could briefly discuss who we think the best duo in the league is because 2019-2020 is going to be a year of – big duos i mean you got deandre jordan and uh kyrie irving you got uh 
That is not the way to start off a list. Hey, I was going anyway, small go and going to the big ones like Russ. All right, no, no, no. DeAndre Jordan, man, let me tell you, he was on the Knicks, and he, was, he wasn't he was even playing the second half of the year. All right. If he if he somehow turns into a good player again, like th- that that's I would totally expect that because it's, it's the next, toxic culture. No, he's not. Yeah, no, uh, that what? All right, you know what? I'm just I'm I'm gonna let you talk. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, what about the uh, Knicks front office and their toxic culture in general? No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm so that we don't get sucked into that cesspool for the third time in the last three podcasts. Um, we will move on from that because we don't always need to talk about well, Caleb is the guest. He can go first with the, uh, who he thinks, what, what are we doing first? The, uh, the picks for the Eastern conference, Western conference. Let's, let's start with, let's start with storylines real quick. Do you have like, like one or two things that you're really hyped to see, uh, this season? So uh, big storylines, I think are the warrior struggles early, right? Which I think everybody kind of predicted, Especially the Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant being gone, but also this is flying under the radar. Stephen, uh, Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala, and also Demarcus Cousins. Like it's not just Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. There's a lot of core foundational pieces, especially defensively, that are now missing. I mean, look at the Warriors lineup right now. Who the heck are these guys? Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they. You could make a playoff team out of the lineup that left the oh, Warriors absolutely. this season. absolutely. That'd be one heck of a team. And then I think, too, yeah, that, the yeah. Houston Rockets and how they look so far. I mean, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. James Harden hasn't been shooting that great, but Russell Westbrook, man, he's adjusting a lot better than I thought he would. He looks yeah. good. Ben, anything uh, for you? As far as it goes, the storylines uh, – I'm thinking, I know this is going to cut close for you, um, but I'm thinking about the Dallas Mavericks. And. Wow. Yeah. No, wow. I, okay. Even I'm not doing this intentionally. Right, this is, this really is genuinely something I have, I've thought about like with the NBA this year. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of been quiet about it, right? Like kind of recently, but uh, you know, you got Chris Dapps for Porzingis and uh, uh, Doncic. And these two uh, Eastern European players are taking over the league in a in a kind of a small way, but you know it's it's going to be a fun storyline to see these two guys come in. Um, you know, people kind of they didn't have maybe they didn't have the highest expectations, but now that they see them play, their expectations have been obviously exponentially increased. Um, you know, as you watch sports talk shows, you, you know, you could never hear them talk about a player. And then the next day, that's all they ever talk about. That's a, that's usually how those, those talk shows go. But, and I think it's, it's, it's LeBron warriors, Giannis yeah. free agency. And yeah, I think this there is going to be a nice storyline to watch. I think they're going to make the playoffs, the, the Mavericks and, you know, I, I'm not going to say you know MVP candidates, MVP candidates on that team, but um, Luka they're definitely going to be all stars. Doncic is looking like one. Doncic is like he's like stepping back and crossing people over. He that guy's legit. And and just one more storyline that I think it, this is kind of more of a generic storyline, but I think something that we should look for is there's a position in the NBA that hasn't received you know, it's due in this modern league with the three point shot and everything. And that's the position of center. The center has had to adjust to this new type of league with the shooting. And they've had to, um, you know, the whole league has had to give up rebounds for Russell Westbrook to get triple doubles. And, um, (laughs) yes, that's a, that is a, uh, shot taken at Russell Westbrook, but I think, I think we should be looking out for a center to win MVP. I really do. Oh, this, this is, is this take. is my hot okay. take for the day. I think is this it could Anthony be Carl Towns? Anthony Towns, the big cat, or it could be Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. And or Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert, he is Rudy severely Gobert. underrated. Um, but yes, I think we should look out for a center to win the uh, MVP. That actually, that makes sense with... Uh... 
since Davis doesn't want to play center for some reason, and because Kevin Durant's out the whole year. Um, but I guess for my storyline, I mean, I'm always going to be super Knicks centric. Um, but, but I want to see, I want to see two things. The first is I want to see how this Jazz team looks because uh, they traded for Mike Conley. They're going to run out, and they signed uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is a sharpshooter. Um, and basically, they can run out a lineup with. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Bogan Bogdanovich, uh, Rudy Gobert, and there's other people I'm forgetting on that team. Um, but th- they are going to be a killer defensive lineup. Uh, I mean, they were one of the best defensive teams in the league last year, and they added Mike Conley, who's one of the best defensive point guards in the league. Uh, and they, you know, their problem was actually offense. Uh, and they added uh, a really good three-point shooting and scoring wing in Bogdanovich. And Mike Conley obviously can score. Um, so they can take the load off of uh, Spider Mitchell's shoulders. Um, so I'm interested to see how they mesh together. Uh, I also want to see, uh, I guess, my storyline for the East. I- I'm keeping close tabs on the Miami Heat um, because they stay acquired Jimmy Butler in the offseason. Uh, but not only that, th- there are some stars that are on really big contracts that would not require a lot in trade. So if, for example... Russell Westbrook and James Harden have a falling out in the middle of the year and they can't make it work. And the Rockets are like, all right, we're done with this guy. Or if the the Thunder are like, okay, we'll flip Chris Paul. The Miami Heat don't have a lot of draft assets, but they have a ton of contracts that work very well in trades. So not only do they have Goran Dragic and, uh, Dragic and Jimmy Butler, but they, they have the capacity to swing a deal for one of those like slightly overpaid stars. Um, so I want to keep an eye on them. They also flipped white sides. So they're going to give... Uh, what's his name? Bam Adebayo, the starting center minutes, <clears throat> and that guy, that guy, you never hear about him because he he wasn't like a top draft pick, but he had a really good season last year. Uh, so I want to see. I'm keeping an eye on the Heat, especially in an East where there's probably four or five really good teams, and then there's just a lot of really mediocre teams looking for the playoffs. They get in, they can do some damage. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, I guess now if you guys have, uh, how do we want to approach this? Probably. We'll go – let's go by each round. So if you guys have playoff okay. uh, picks, we'll do that. And then but maybe maybe we'll skip the opening round just because it's right. really matchup-based. But if you want to say, like, these are the four teams in each conference that will be in the semis, and then the two teams in the conference finals, and then who plays in the finals, and then who wins, we can do it that way. Um, so, Caleb, uh, we'll let you go first for this one. Okay, great. Are we starting in East or West? Uh, let's do East. Okay. Oh, let me just say, by the way, with the East, they are so weak. It's incredible. Like, I was looking at my predictions and seeding, and I'm sorry, but like, six through six and down are just atrocious. I'm like, how are these teams' playoffs? And compared to the West, it's like, how am I leaving these guys out of the playoffs, you know? So, anyway, with the East, um,. I have the Philadelphia 76ers as the number one team in the East. They will have the best record, I believe. Um, and I believe they will be playing the four seed, the Boston Celtics. Uh, and then, so that's that's in the semis, right? Um, right. I have the Celtics beating the five seed Raptors. And I have the 76ers beating the Pistons at number eight. Um, yes. Interesting. So I have 76ers, and I have Boston, and then I have, uh, and I'm going to have Milwaukee will play. Now, this is tough because I have Indiana as the three seed, but they are not looking good so far. They're 0-4 and against some atrocious teams. Um, So I'm going to say. Well, they don't have Old Depot back yet, right? No, they do not. So you know what I'm gonna do. So if my predictions stand, that would mean the the six Brooklyn Nets will face the three Pacers, and I think the Nets would win that series. So okay, this, an upset. This is yes. So this is how bad it is. The Nets are in the semi-finals of the conference championships, and they will be playing Boston without without KD right without KD which which gives you a little preview of what I think they're going to do next year with him especially with DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie I mean if they stay healthy you know right so in the right, east right. I have 76ers <clears throat> versus Boston 
Or no, yeah, 76ers versus Boston in the Nets against the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, that's that's a hot take. I'll jump in with my Eastern Conference picks. Um, I'm going to run out. You know, it's hard to think that the Bucks are going to look better than they did last year because they lost Malcolm Brogdon. Um, so with that in mind, I'm going to say 76ers number one seed, uh, Bucks number two seed. I'm going to go with the – let me think about this, because uh, I I, I kind of this next it's really messed up, man. Um, I'm I'm gonna say with the three seed, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Toronto Raptors are gonna be the three seed. Um, I think they'll adjust well with Pascal Siakam taking over Kawhi's role, and then the number, yeah, and then the number four team uh, is gonna be. You know, you have to go with the Celtics. That if they get a center, it's over. Like the, they're running out Enos Cantor, who. As a former Nick, you know, he's going to get you 12 points and 10 rebounds, but like you can't, you, like I could probably score on him. Like I, 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 you know, everybody says that, like I couldn't, but like if somebody, you know, he's, he's a terrible, terrible defensive player. Uh, I'm going to roll out the Nets as the five seed. Uh, I'm going to go Hawks at six. Um, That's a hot take. I that had, is. I oh, actually, sorry. Trey Young rolled his ankle just tonight. Yeah, I had them nine, and then I saw that, and I'm like, okay, good thing I didn't have yeah. them. Yeah, if that's serious, I'd take it back. Um, but I'll say – I'll stick with that for now. I'll say Hawks at six, and then I'm going to go – let me think. I'm going to go Bulls seven, Pistons eight, wow. and oh, – yeah. <laughs> Wait, can oh, I – yeah, sorry. Did you really just say the Bulls? Sorry, sorry, Indiana. I forgot about Indiana. My bad. Uh, I'll put Indiana as the eight seed. Um, but yeah, I put the I put the Bulls in the playoffs. You heard me. Yeah, here's the problems. They're all so bad. Like it's like the same. It's the same problem as the West, but it's not that. It's a bunch of good teams. It's a bunch of like teams that could be good, but you don't actually know. Um, I'm and I, in in my semifinals, I'm gonna predict it's gonna be Sixers. Obviously, uh, Sixers against my number four seed was I can't even remember at this point, man. Celtics. Uh, yes, the Celtics. Sixers, Celtics, one and four, and then two and three, uh, Bucks and and Raptors. Nice. Ben, the floor is yours. Okay, I think I'm gonna have a, a take that people won't like, but uh, yes, the Celtics is the number one seed in the East. I'm but- not delusional. Let the fa- let the listeners decide. <laughs> well, you know, after your Red Sox take, can I believe that? No. And uh, right, I think they'll ahead. rule in my favor. But uh, the 76ers are going to be number one. Um, yeah, 76ers one, two. We got. I think I think we got the Bucks because Giannis is just going to keep winning. But I don't think he has what it takes to get him to the finals just yet. I think he needs a little bit more support. Um. Yeah, and like you said, with Brogdon, losing Brogdon, yeah, that's going to be tough in the playoffs, um, especially late game when you need somebody to hit a three. Uh, you got Middleton, but Brogdon is definitely is definitely a nice a nice help there in the third and fourth quarters. But uh, yeah, so Sixers, Sixers one, Bucks two, Raptors three, Celtics four. So I think there's pretty much no controversy between yeah. all three of us for wait, the top wait, four. Caleb, who, did you have Raptors at three? You uh, had them so, at five. You had so Nets I had at, them yeah. at five and the, the Pacers at three. Okay. You, oh, that's whoa. defensible. Okay. That's defensible if if Oladipo comes back healthy. Yes. Right. And they got um they got Brogdon from the Bucks. So I thought right, they got Brogdon. Yes, once he gels so, with the lineup, because he, he's yeah. still getting adjusted. I, I can I can live with that take. And the Bucks losing Miritich too. That's a big loss. Stretch four or stretch yeah, five, actually. Last year. I mean, he was scoring thirty points a night, consistent. Like he's a real deal. It's a big loss for them, I think. Mm. Yeah, the, the the Pacers really do have a couple of underrated players, like like Brogdon. Uh, they got Lamb, Doug McDermott, and T.J. Warren. All these guys are. Um, players who aren't really ever talked about, but I think if they do make it to the playoffs, which I think is pretty possible, um, you know, 
those guys will come in handy. But uh, probably for five. Yeah, yeah, with Turner, Miles Turner. Five? I don't know. This is where it kind of gets yeah, weird. Because like... it, it's kind. The NBA is kind of like the uh, NFL this year. It's like either you you're really good or you suck. Yeah. There's there's kind of no in between. Like you got the 49ers and the Patriots, and then you got the Bengals. It's just mayhem. <laughs> um, but that being said, uh, five. I I don't want to say I don't want to say anything yet. I I'm just gonna say who I think is gonna be between five and eight. So yeah, I don't want to put numbers on it yet. But I think the Heat are gonna make it. I think the Pistons, the Pacers, and the Wizards. The Wizards. Wow. Oh. Oh. Oh my god. That was my hot take. Oh. That was my hot take. I oh, think they're going to be coming in. Bradley Beal and like guys from the pickup gym. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes, these are these this, are I your the wizards. Local... I thought the wizards were a lock to just not get picked. Like that would be like me picking the Knicks. Like you just don't do that. But all right, all right, Ben, we're good. They could shock us. They could shock us. That was my that was my hot take. I think I don't think I think they're going to be squeezing by someone like the Orlando Magic or the Brooklyn Nets, though. So that's you fair, know, that's fair. They're going to be just squeezing by if they do make it in. Like I said, it's my hot take. Don't take, don't take it too seriously, especially this early in the season. That's fair. All right, uh, I guess Western Conference then. Yes. This is this, this is just gonna this is gonna this be is where it gets controversial. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, who goes first here? Let's do reverse order. So Ben. Yeah, go. For it. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't want to do this because, in a way because just the 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 flack I'm gonna get. Um, you know what? I, I promise that I will not jump on you for your take as long as it's not the Suns at one. Yeah, but go ahead. The West is so loaded, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I won't. I think I it's gonna be the Pelicans at one. No, I'm kidding. All right, uh, you just tested that hypothesis, <laughs> and I I think I lied to you just now. That is my anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the first, one of the few times, I don't know if this is the first time or maybe it's one of a couple times. I'm hoping this year we get to see, um, the Pelicans, maybe we'll get to see an NBA team never win a game. I think that would be really fun to wow. see. I think it'd be really enjoyable right. if we could see them never win a game. Ben, um, ben that- this is seeds, please. You're, you're testing my patience here. I, I, I'm like, I know I promise not to jump on your takes. It's, it's like Ben's like taking advantage of that promise right now. Um, okay. All right. Go ahead. But the, these, the number one pick, this doesn't mean I think they're going to win it all. I think this is just right. that they're going to have the best record. Um, I think the Houston Rockets are going to be the number one. Okay. Interesting. But I do not think they're going to make it to the, even the semis. Um, I think number two is going to be the Clippers. Three, the Nuggets. Whoa, you're predicting a first round up? Oh, wait, no, you're predicting a second. Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, two two is the Clippers. Three is the Nuggets. Uh, four is going to be the Jazz. Five is going to be the Trailblazers. Six is going to be <clears throat> the Lakers. Seven is the Warriors. And... Eight. This is this is very difficult. I know you want to pick the Timberwolves. You know I do. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to be the Spurs. Wow. I can respect that. You yeah. never count the Spurs out. They just they don't lose. Every year we think yeah. that they're going to miss it and they don't. But interesting. All right, so I'll go next. Um, Who is your I'm third gonna... team, Ben? Sorry. Oh, my, oh, my third team. My second was the Clippers. Third was the Nuggets. Oh, uh, okay. All right, so I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna say that our number one team this year is uh, gonna be the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they're gonna nice. be the one seed. They 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 added Jeremy Grant, uh, I believe, a former Syracuse player who is massively underrated, and they have a ton of guys they could trade if they want to. Um, Number two seed, I am going to roll yeah. with the L.A. Clippers at number two. 
Um, nice. I think that their depth is proved even without Paul George. Even if one, if they rest Kawhi or PG thirteen, or if one of them gets injured for a little bit, they're still going to be fine. I think they have a they have a high ceiling. Uh, three, I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. Uh, they have not looked great so far. Um, in terms, I know that they're. I believe they're. What are they? Are they f- four and one, something like that? Um, but I think that their defense is just going to be, you know, it's, it's like in the regular season, it's going to be killer. Um, for number four seed, I'm going to say is the Houston Rockets. Um, number five seed, the, ooh, this is where it gets real tough. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that the number five seed is going to be the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I'm going to put the Lakers sixth just because I do not trust LeBron and AD to both be healthy the whole year. Um, and seventh, I let me think about this. That's where I put the Warriors. I believe. Man, I really want to go Warriors Pelicans. <laughs> um, Pelicans, but with Zion out, I don't know that they that they're worthy. <laughs> at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Carl Anthony Towns unleashes the Timberwolves. Um, now that now that Jimmy Butler isn't scaring him to death, wow. and Andrew Wiggins looks like he's actually decent. I'm going to say they're going to get the seventh spot and the Spurs eighth. I'm dropping, as much as this pains me to say it, the Warriors out of the playoffs. Um, I have much love for Steph Curry, but he and Draymond cannot do it by themselves. They're going to both be good offensively, but Draymond is the only defender on that team, and they just can't stop anybody. And every single night they're going to have guys from the Western Conference coming in and destroying them because there are no off nights when you play in the West. Uh, so I think they'll be the nine seed. They'll be on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's my Western Conference take. Wow. All right. So, Paul, you and I agree on the top two seeds. I think the Denver Nuggets will be number one, and the Clippers will be number two. I think for a lot of the reasons mm-hmm. you said, defense travels. Um, I think the Clippers are the best defensive team in the whole league, and it's not, not by – you know, it's by far, and especially when Paul George gets back, they're just going to be too much defensively. Everybody. Like, they just match up so well with Imagine anybody. Imagine if, if Iguodala um, signs with them, because there's a the chance Nuggets, that he goes there. Him, there are the Lakers, one of those two. Uh, I I think it'd be more interesting if he joined the Lakers, because if he joined the Clippers, it would just be stacking the deck even more. Um, I know, I'm just saying, if that does happen, like, imagine that how, how stacked that deck would be. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got the Nuggets number one, Clippers number two. I have, I have the Houston Rockets number three. Uh, I think they're just going to score a ton of points as usual. Dan Tony jacking up threes. Um, so I have the Houston Rockets number three. I have the Utah Jazz number four. I think, I think they're more defensively than offensively. I think they're going to have a problem offensively. Because I talked about it a little bit earlier with you guys, but Donovan Mitchell is their number one scorer, and he's very inefficient for a number one scorer. Um, I think they're going to have a hard time scoring points, but defensively, I mean, he's no slouch on defense. You got Mike Conley, and you got Rudy Gobert, who's the best defensive big man in the league. I don't even think that's close either. Um and Joe Ingles too. He's a he's a scrappy player. A living legends. The three-point shooting plumber, Represent. as we call him, because he, he looks like he's just like some dude they found off the street, but he like jacks threes. He does. Um, so I've got the Utah Jazz number four, the Lakers number five. Uh, I think I think they'll figure it out. They got a really they have a lot of great guys on their coaching staff with um, what the heck's his name from the Indiana Pacers? Vogel, Frank Vogel, Vogel, Vogel and Kid. Kid. Um, yeah, so I think they'll be fine. Uh, and once they get in the playoffs, I mean, any seed they are, they're dangerous with LeBron and right. AD. Um, so I, I have them at number five. Number six, I have Portland. Um, number seven. Now, I'll talk about Steph Curry a little later, but I think the Warriors are going to be number seven seed. I think because, like I said, defense. And defense is very much about effort. Like, you don't really need to be super smart or super gifted to be a great defensive player, like a good defensive player. Obviously, you guys have guys that are gifted, like Rudy Gobert and uh, Kawhi Leonard. 
But I think the youngness, like the youth of their team, is going to help them defensively eventually. Like I think they'll pick it up. And Draymond is a defensive player, really good defensive player. So I think he can gather those guys and get them to play some good defense. Uh, and then number eight, I have the Dallas Mavericks making the playoffs this year. Oh, I forgot yeah, about and them. San, San Antonio is number nine. I have them just missing. But, yeah, I think Dallas – I think Luka Doncic, I mean, he just looks incredible. He's an MVP candidate. And then Porzingis is just getting his groove back. But the other night, I think they both dropped 30, and it's like they're too much to handle. Who's going to guard those guys? So, um, Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. So is that is an, Yeah. All right, so how about this? How about what we'll do is we'll just run through the rest of the playoffs. So we'll get to the we'll get like we'll all do our Eastern and Western Conference, and then just like we'll finish it off right here in one fell swoop. Sweet. So that way, because I think that I already forgot what everybody else's takes were at this point. Yeah. Um. So well, how about we'll go? Who wants to go first? Doesn't matter. You know what? I think I'm the only person who hasn't gone first. Yeah, go for it. So I'll I'll jump on that. All right, so I'm going to say we got the Sixers against the uh, hold on, who, uh, against the Celtics. I mean, as much as I actually sort of am okay with some of the Celtics players, um, the Sixers are taking this. They're just too big. Uh, they're going to murder. The only way that they lose, I was about to say, is if they lose Joel Embiid, but they got Horford anyway. So, yeah, they're not losing that. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bucks are gonna take out the Raptors, but it's gonna be tough. Um, and then I'm I'm going to just think about this. This is real close. I'm gonna say the Sixers come out of the West or the East. I, they'll make the NBA Finals. Um, and then on the opposite side of the bracket, I think the four teams making uh, the second round of the Western Conference playoffs are gonna be. Uh, the Nuggets at one, the Clippers at two. Um, I believe I said that the Jazz at three were going to play the the Blazers, and I think the Jazz can win that, which brings me to my four five seed, which is Rockets Lakers. And this is going to be another year where the Rockets play the title probably favorite or close to it in the first round or yeah. second rounds. Because uh, they've had they, every year, it's like they play the Warriors and we're robbed of a great conference finals matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say the Lakers come out of that. I'm going to say the Lakers dethrone the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference semis. And as much as I love the Jazz, the Clippers are just a better version of the Jazz. They have better defense, better shooters, better everything. Mm-hmm. And then in the Battle of LA for the Western Conference, which is appropriate given that LA is on the West Coast. Um, I'm going to give the edge. I'm going to give the edge to the Clippers. I just really like this team. And I think that as much as George and Leonard are injury risks, they're not as much injury risks as Davis and LeBron. Um, so we're going to see a Clippers Sixers finals. I'm going to take the LA Clippers. I think Kawhi as an assassin for hire gets a second title, uh, drags Paul George to his first. Although I wouldn't even say drags because Paul George is awesome. Uh, and Patrick Beverly is just going to give everybody problems. So I'm, I'm predicting the Clippers will be your NBA champions. Wow. You have nothing to say. That was just perfect. You're like, there's silence on all microphones. All right. That was good. Ben, you Anybody? I, I, I don't even want to touch this, but I will. Um, as you know, everything I talk about is somehow shrouded in controversy when it comes to you two. Well, well, whose fault is that? But, okay. Red Sox. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, yeah, I'm just – in the semis, I think it's going to be Sixers, Celtics, and uh, Raptors, Bucks. Right, I, I think that yeah, um, and I think I think the Sixers are going to come out on top over both of those, and they'll make it to the and they'll make it to the finals. And in the West, I think it's going to be uh, Nuggets. It'll be it'll probably be Nuggets, Rockets, and Jazz, and the Clippers. 
and the Clippers are going to come out on top, and they're going to play the Sixers in the finals. And when they play the Sixers in the finals, I think the Clippers are going to win uh, in a 4-3 series. I'm saying 4-2, but I think we actually lined up pretty closely, Ben. Uh yeah, yeah I it's don't... Kind of hard to it's hard to disagree on the top four there, and you have to give it to the West this year because no matter who the the East is going to put up in their top four, the West has six teams that could beat them. Right. Yeah. It's, be, it's... They could the top three teams in the East could be beaten by any of the top six teams in the West. Caleb. Finish this. Bring us home here. So I, I'm very similar to Paul. I think the number one seed Denver will lose to the number five Lakers. Um, and then I think the number two Clippers will beat the number three Rockets. It's kind of like what you said, Paul. Once the playoffs come, I'm not picking the Rockets to to beat the Clippers or go to the finals for that matter. James Harden just does not show up in the playoffs. Absolutely. Once once we play him like I mean, seven times in two weeks, you get a beat on him, and then he's done. And you know what? I'm going to call out Stephen A. Smith. He's probably never going to hear this, but I am <laughs> sick and tired. Hey, we have international re- – no, we don't. But anyway, go ahead. I am sick and tired of his defense for James Harden, but he knocks <laughs> other superstars who don't show up in big moments. James Harden, and he this is what he says. Oh, well, he's shooting. He's just – the shot's not falling. Well, what does that mean? That means he's choking. That means he's not showing up. <laughs> you need to hit shots in order to show up. So anyway, I have no faith in James Harden as the number one guy once in the playoffs. He cannot bring his team to the promised land. Um, he's not going to beat the Clippers, especially with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's going to lock him down. There's Absolutely. no way. So, and even if he drops 40, Westbrook is going to shoot 40 shots and try <laughs> with hard. And he's going to have 25 points, but he's going to have like a 30% shooting shooting percentage. So anyway, yeah. So I think it's going to be Clippers and, and Lakers, the Battle of LA. And I think LeBron is on his downslope. They're not as deep as the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard is the man right now. I think they are going to beat the Lakers and go to the finals. Um, And then in the East, I think I had the same exact thing as you, Paul. I have the 76ers beating Boston. And I have the Bucks beating the Nets. And then I think the 76ers beat the Bucks. I just think they have a better overall team. And if Ben Simmons starts just shooting threes, even if he's not hitting them, but he's like presenting some type of threat where a defender actually has to go and guard him instead of just sitting in the paint. Um, and I think they're going to add a shooter too by the end of the year because the loss of mm-hmm. J.J. Redick was big. So... I think they're going to beat the Bucks in that's going to be a seven game series. So we got the Clippers and 76ers and I think that's going to go seven games and the Clippers take home the title. Okay. Wow. That is just uncontroversial. I, you know, I'm just now realizing that this is going to have to be two podcasts. Um so I think I'll chop what I'll do is we'll record the rest of this now. But I'll chop it off, so that'll be like our sports segment, because I think we only talked about sports, and then we can have like a shorter one where we do our survival predictions, and then miscellaneous, like everything else. So I'll release them both at the same time, because people are going to see a, an hour and a half for whatever this is going to oh, be yeah. podcast, because we're at an hour already, and they're going to be like, I do not have time for that. I only do that for like Joe Rogan and a sermon. And- <laughs> Actually, I'm, yeah, I was about right. to say not even that, but I realized like half of our listeners are reformed, so it's probably true. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this will be our breaking point, um, and uh, I'll just I'll just jump in, finish it off. So this has been the Road Not Taken podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the second part of this, uh, which will will be released shortly after this one. So we'll we'll uh, we won't wait a couple weeks um, between the releases. Thank you.